Stand firm with the belt of truth buckled around your waist, with the breastplate of righteousness in place, and with your feet fitted with the readiness that comes from the gospel of peace. In addition to all this, take up the shield of faith with which you can extinguish all the flaming arrows of the evil one. Take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the Spirit, which is the Word of God. Welcome to another week of Spiritana, where a dad and his children sharpen their blades, the Word of God, to fight off the spiritual darkness that is in our world as we try to grow closer to God, our true protector. I am one of your hosts, the old man. I'm Ruby. I'm Jade Fire. And this week, we are hoping to get through six chapters of First Timothy. A couple of weeks ago, we said five was a lot. Well, we did okay on the five, so I think we can do it. If it gets to be too long, we'll do four chapters. I don't know. <laughs> I don't think I don't think we could. All right. So, going into First Timothy once again, it is a letter from Paul, but this time, instead of being to a group of people, it's to Timothy. <laughs> it's to an individual. All right. And he even wrote more to this one person than he did to well, in one letter to the Thessalonians. And this is only First Timothy, so he wrote to Timothy more than once too. So, I almost like Timothy. Or hate him. He's, yeah, <laughs> you just never know, right? It's like, hi, oh, Timothy must be doing a great thing. Or, oh, Timothy needs a lot of work. <laughs> yeah, who knows? Who knows? <laughs> All right. So, starting with chapter one, who has the first highlight that they want to deliver? I can. Okay. Verse five. For we reach the goal of fulfilling all the commandments when we love others deeply with a pure Heart, a clean conscience, and a sincere faith. Um, I think it just goes back to however many weeks ago you were talking about how, like, all the commandments are important, but the main one is love. But, like, in Corinthians, I think it's somewhere in there, mm-hmm. how it's, like, hope, faith, and love, or something like that, are the great, but, like, the greatest of them is love. Yep. Just how he's telling that Timothy. Okay. I highlighted seven. They want to be teachers of the law, but they do not know what they are talking about or what they so confidently affirm. You can't... There's plenty of times people want to teach other people or correct other people or lead other people, and they're not equipped to do so because they don't actually know what they're talking about yet or are fully grown in it, which is why they even warn in areas not to let... Like, those that are leading the church and stuff like that should not be new the new Christians and stuff. Um, we have plenty of people that want to correct others or tell them what to do when they don't understand, which is why the, the thing's warning the church not to let new Christians be leaders and stuff like that. Because they're not ready yet. Because they're going to be easily uh, misled or they will mislead others very easily because they don't fully know what they're talking about. <laughs> That doesn't mean, though, if, like, they're new to that specific church they can't lead. It's just, like... Uh, That's why I said, like, new Christian. Yeah, because if they've been going to, like... If they're just a traveling person and go to church every single Sunday, they come to one church and they want to be a pastor because they're sounding one down, probably could. Yeah. 
Is there any other highlights any of you have? I do not. Oh, cool. Well, I have verse 20, which is the last part. And this is more just the kind of a shocking thing. I mean, not necessarily shocking. It's just, it's just the way it is. Um, among them are Hymenaeus and Alexander, whom I have handed over to Satan to be taught not to blaspheme. So apparently these people were blaspheming the Lord. And he's like, or the spirit or whatever. And he's like, so I'm just going to let them... Like, when he says hand them over, he's not literally handing them over to Satan. You know, like, he's not, here, Satan, take these guys. I mean, But they are obviously going that direction, so he just, like, there you go. And by doing so, they're going to learn to stop. Then they'll come back, he'll teach them, Well, hopefully they'll learn to stop. So, yeah, let's not fall into the same grouping as Hymenaeus and Alexander. No. Moving on to chapter two. I have a highlight. Please share. Verse, um, like the end of four, or a five, I think. Yeah, the end of five and the be- and the beginning, of, or, and six. Aww. And one meditor. Mediator. Mediator between God and men. The man, Christ Jesus, who gave himself as a ransom for all men, the testimony given in its proper time. Mainly because that's, like, we already read about Jesus dying for our sins. And I think it's a little bit interesting that it's brought up in the Bible again. Ah. Well, I mean, that's the good news, right? Mm-hmm. So that's what they're supposed to be sharing. Yes. <laughs> I just think it's cool that it's brought up again. Gotcha. Um, yeah, it'll be brought up, it's brought up constantly throughout the New Testament. So, uh, I have three and four. This is good and pleases God our Savior, who wants all people to be saved and to come to a knowledge of the truth. I just think that specific phrasing is interesting in regards to how some people think about God just choosing some people to be saved. Like picking and choosing as opposed to just choosing those who accept the gift and believe in Jesus. Because if he desires all to be saved, then and he just has complete control and just chooses people, then... You would think he would choose everybody. I would think, I should say. I would think he would choose everybody. I don't know it sounds like that. Also, if he did that, then we're wasting our time, essentially. Well, if we're following after God, then we have clearly been chosen. In that, if that's your mindset, unlike God chooses specific people, we're not wasting our time then, because if we're doing this, then God did choose us. Oh, so so if we know he chose us, we can just stop. No, because you've been chosen. You can't stop that. You're going to continue to but live. you're chosen. You're going to go there anyway. <laughs> well, see, that mindset shows that maybe you weren't chosen after all and you actually weren't saved. Either way, I can just go do whatever I want and I'll go to heaven or hell. I have no power over that. Right? <laughs> it seems like a, I get... I, I think it can be helpful in certain situations to maybe have that mindset, but like... Overall, that's you think of it the way I would think of it, and it would not benefit me at all. <laughs> of course I think of it the way you think of it. <laughs> yes, you what and I are very similar. All right, that, that's my one highlight for this area. Oh, uh, I highlighted verse 14. Adam did not mislead Eve, but Eve, mis- Eve misled him and violated the command of God. I know that Eve like was the one who picked the fruit off the tree and gave it to Adam, but Adam still had the choice, so... I don't know if you put it on either, if you should put it on either one, because it was their choices to sin. 
this is it's interesting that you just picked this one's part of this whole section out actually but um as far as that goes it does what it says there isn't untrue i mean obviously it's the bible so of course it's not untrue right but adam wasn't deceived he wasn't told that it was okay this isn't talking about who sinned it's talking about who was deceived or misled i think is what you said right yeah deceived misled same thing right so the snake is it different mislead and deceived yeah deceived means they don't know that they're doing what they're doing misled is like leading them astray and they know that they're being led astray they don't know they're being led astray otherwise they wouldn't follow okay they're being misled so anyway so the deceiving misleading that happened to eve the, the snake didn't do that to Adam, whether because he just didn't run into Adam first or because Adam wouldn't have... It doesn't matter. What happened was that at the snake got to Eve, lied to her, tricked her, or allowing her to trick herself a little bit, um, and ate the apple. And then she gave it to Adam, who also ate it, knowing better, right? But it wasn't like he was deceived by it. I mean, technically we yeah. don't know what type of fruit it was sorry you're correct but you know what i'm saying like this is, yeah. that's not the point of this the, the mean, type of fruit isn't the point i know but like i sometimes like the detail like okay but that's not that's it. not what we're talking about so sorry. that doesn't matter sorry but this whole thing is more about so a woman should learn in quietness and full submission i do not permit a woman to teach or to assume authority over a man and that is a whole thing um a very big thing we could get into at some point but um there's a lot of different schools of thought of what this means basically it's not saying that women can't teach exactly just right because there's examples of women teaching she must be quiet for adam was formed first then eve so adam's first right so he's the one who has that prominence and adam was not the one deceived but it was eve that doesn't mean that they both didn't sin they're both being punished we all have sin in our lives because of them but because she was the one that was misled, that's why we like submit to Adam, who wasn't misled, right? Mm. He's the one with the responsibility and authority. Granted, he technically had some of that there too, and he shirked it, but that's a whole... Because yeah. <laughs> he even blamed her instead of protecting her, which was also incorrect. Um, yeah. There was a lot of incorrect. There was a, all... Yep, all kinds. But I mean, you can't just blame them for sin coming into our lives, because imagine you were there. You might do the same exact right. thing. Right, 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 right. I mean, just I just have to look at children. When somebody gets in trouble, they automatically point to somebody else. But he did this, or he told me to do this, or he did it first, or I didn't do it. He did it. Yeah, but he told me to do it. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yep. So much of that. So. I mean, that doesn't happen ever. But this is just, this is more reinforcing, like, the structure of how the family should work and things like that, right? So, like, yeah. the man is the head who has a lot of responsibility as the head and it will be judged more harshly for it while the woman submits to him and kind of has it easier. Not that everybody believes that, but it's true. <laughs> um, People like me and my little, my youngest sister might, uh, you might have a tough time doing it. You might have a tough time doing it, but when you are able to let go and understand how to submit in a Christ-like way, in a faithful way, not necessarily just being a carpet for somebody to walk on, because it's not like you can't have opinions. It's not like you can't discuss things. I think I feel like if I don't make sure my opinion is expressed, whether it needs to be or not, then I feel like I'm being locked on and I should get over that because that's yeah. not what's going on. Yeah. 
So yeah, this is, is it, this is a, definitely a tricky area for people, I'm just saying. And it does trip a lot of people up, and a lot of people will try to make it say things it doesn't exactly say, just so that it sounds better to our culture today, because a lot of people today have a tough time with the idea of a woman being submissive, or even what the word submissive means. They get that kind of messed up too. But, but yeah, in general, what it said was that Eve was deceived. It did not say that both didn't sin. It just said that Eve was the one that was deceived. Oh, I forgot that the rest Yep, right. sorry. Got on a little tangent stuff. It's a, it's a tricky thing, so. Uh, Jadefire? Um, so I was reading this, and then, and I'm like, wait, what? And then, like, uh, it's verse 9 and 10. I also want women to dress modestly with decency and prop- property. Uh, so... Let me correct a couple things here. I also want the women, not woman, to dress modestly with decency and propriety. Not with braided hair or gold or pearls or expensive clothes. And and that's the part where I'm like, wait, what? Um, And then I read the next verse, 10. But with good deeds appropriate for women who profess to worship God. And then I'm like... Oh, it's talking. It's talking more about spiritually and stuff. Uh, no, what? It's not actually. It is actually what? talking about their clothes. <laughs> For their situation and that stuff, it was a distraction, and it was also something that they would be doing in, um, like in certain temples and stuff like that, adorning themselves with all this stuff and making a big deal about themselves and drawing attention to themselves. Basically, the idea is you should not be trying to be all flashy and distracting, disruptive, right? So, like, in today's age, if we go to church, dressing in nice clothes and with some jewelry and stuff, a lot of people do that. So it's not actually really distracting to anybody. It'd be distracting if you didn't get Could be. And if you purposely dressed in really more bizarre ways, or, like, you know, you came in with, like, torn up jeans all over the place. In some places, not everywhere, but just, like, or dressed with, like, a bunch of crazy stuff on and your hair spiked up and stuff like that. If you're trying to draw attention to yourself... That's where a lot of the problem is. So it doesn't mean, like, for all people all the time, they have to dress not like this, right? It just it depends on the situation and where your heart's at. Because if you're distracted by dressing that way, too, because you want to look nice and it's become your idol to look good all the time, there's not necessarily anything wrong with trying to look nice. But if it's your idol to look really nice to a lot of people for praise or whatever, that's a problem. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So... That's okay. That's kind of where we're going, and and obviously, modestly, that should always be the case because you should not be dressing mm-hmm. in ways that are going to get other people attract, like excited. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay, I thought I thought I was talking about spirit stuff. Sure. <laughs> it was just some good rules for them to follow at that time because of the way they were and in their culture. So, moving on to chapter three. I've got a highlight in verse 7. Go for it. He should be respected by those who are unbelievers, having a beautiful testimony among them, so that he will not fall into the traps of Satan and be disgraced. Um, I'm not quite sure what it means, like, why should he be respected by those who are unbelievers? Does that mean he should be, like, how we talk about, um, he should... uh, Set good example, like be a good guy to have respect from other people so that they'll listen? Yep. Who's it talking about? That's a good question. I can tell you. 
overseers. The first verse is, here's a trustworthy saying, whoever aspires to be an overseer desires a noble task. So it's a noble task, but there's some requirements. And there's a list of them. Seven is just part of that list. <laughs> a big old list. He should be above reproach, faithful to his wife. So not, you know, sleeping with other people. Temperate, so not getting super angry and stuff. Self-controlled, respectable, hospitable, so welcoming people into the home and all that stuff. And able to teach, not to be given to drunkenness, not violent, but gentle, not quarrelsome, meaning, you know, argumentative. Mm. See, these are all things, right? So it's just a bunch, not a lover of money, all that stuff. This is just a big old list. And amongst, amongst that list, he should have a good reputation with outsiders. So people that are outside, he should have a good reputation with. If they don't like him because he's a Christian, that's fine. But if they don't like him because he's done other things that he shouldn't be doing, or at least has put himself in positions constantly where it looks like he's doing things that people wouldn't like, that's kind of like the above reproach, right? You don't want to put yourself in a position where people will think you're doing something that you're not doing. Yeah. Like, that's why, like, with a lot of youth groups and stuff, like, they're not allowed to be alone Especially with another gen, the opposite gender of like a student that they're taking care of, right? Mm-hmm. Because well, what could they be doing? It looks bad. Whereas instead, you know, have multiple people <laughs> be going there so that it, you know, there's witnesses. Yeah, I did Bible quizzing in the nationals. They at the beginning they said nobody should be with the opposite gender. Like girls should not sit next to guys and not like alone. Yeah. And then if it got dark out on the bus that we rode. Girls would have to sit by girls, and guys would have to sit by guys. Nothing else. Which is very wise. I was a teenager. I rode buses in the dark. I understand this. <laughs> I mean, if you go to sleep, you don't want to be sleeping with a guy. Or if you're... Or just in the dark and not sleeping, and you could easily get away with certain things. It's good to have these rules. <laughs> to help yeah. keep people and encourage them to not fall into sinful activities. I don't think anybody was going to do it, but like... Sure. It's still good to have those so people aren't tempted. Yep, absolutely. Keep yourselves far away from anything. Yes, that flee from temptation. All right. Uh, I have a highlight on the end of the chapter. Go for it. All right. So the entire verse is beyond all question. The mystery of godliness is great. He will appear in a body. Was he appeared in a body? Was vindicated by the Spirit? Was seen by angels? was preached among the nations, was believed on in the world, was taken up in glory. And then I highlighted it all from he. <laughs> Starting at he, ending at glory. Okay. Because I thought that was very interesting. Normally the stuff that has been centered is interesting for me. Because sometimes it's either a quote that I like. Sure. Okay. Oh. I get that it's interesting. Why is it interesting? What about it speaks to you? Um, mainly a part, like, who appeared in what bot? Oh, is it top? Um, I just remember. Like, God appeared in body form. This is talking about Christ. Yeah, Jesus. Jesus Christ. Um, and then, like, he saved the world, or he attempted to save everybody in the world, and now he just has to rely on us to make the right decision. Like, I wouldn't necessarily phrase it that way. Uh, what? I wouldn't say he's relying on us. He has done everything to save the world. Yeah. And if we choose to ignore that gift and walk away, that is up. You know, that's fine. We can do that. And we're blaspheming God, and we go to we go to hell. 
Because mm-hmm. we're just basically crucifying him all over again. But if we accept his sacrifice and his gift and believe in him, perfect. I would say he's necessary. I mean, you could say it that way. I just It sounds a little weird to say that he's relying on us. Like, we have yeah. to play this big part, which all we have to do is humble ourselves and realize that we need him and accept the gift. Because so we're not really doing anything except getting a gift, which doesn't really require us to do something. <laughs> So it's not like he's really relying on us. He's just leaving it up to us, I guess. Mm-hmm. Which is what God did right from the get-go. He created us with free will. It's like, you guys can do what you want. I put this tree here. Don't touch it. Don't eat from it. If you do, you're going to die. Mm-hmm. And then we did it. And now we die. <laughs> yeah. We died spiritually and we die physically. Well, we didn't eat the fruit. No, but we inherited that sin. Yes. Do you have any highlights over him? No, I did. This is. I think this is the one chapter in Timothy I did not highlight. Not that there isn't good stuff. Obviously, we're talking stuff, but I just didn't highlight it. Yeah. I think mostly because it was a big list. I guess I don't know. Yeah. Not that it was a bad list. It was good things. Just... I don't have any more highlights. Just fire. Ah uh, no, that All was right. my only highlight. And let's move on to chapter four, where I will start since I highlighted the first five verses. <laughs> okay. The spirit clearly says that in later times some will abandon the faith and follow deceiving spirits and things taught by demons. Such teachings come through hypocritical liars. What's a hypocrite? We've talked about this before. I kind of know, but not enough to... Someone who says one thing and does the opposite. We should all do this, but then they don't do it. A lot of people think Christians are hypocrites. Because they're like, well, you guys say we should love our neighbors and do these things, but you're not doing those. Which is... We're not hypocrites, but it's true that a lot of times we're not doing the things that we say we should be doing. We're trying to. If we're true Christians, we're trying to, but we fail. It's not easy. <laughs> um, so, such teachings, the top, the, the, you know, following deceiving spirits and things taught by demons, such teachings come through hypocritical liars, so those who say things and do the opposite and lie, whose consciences have been seared with a hot iron so they don't even listen to the ping inside them that says hey this is wrong they just seared it basically so they ignored it so much that they don't even recognize it they forbid people to marry and order them to abstain from certain foods see i think we just talked about this me and was it you ruby or was it you jade fire about marrying and how paul says that it's that was not me. Was it us? Okay. Yeah, and he says that it's better not to marry and all that stuff. Obviously, he wasn't forbidding people to marry, though, right? Yeah. So, yeah, we're not supposed to do that. We forbid... So, they forbid people to marry and order them to abstain from certain foods, which we've talked about plenty. <laughs> well, we used to have to abstain from certain foods. Well, we didn't. Just like you said, we didn't have anything to do with the fruit. We didn't have to abstain from food. Yes. And, okay. like... The Israelites. People in the past. Yeah. But we've already gotten past that. We've talked about that already. So, certain foods which God created to be received with thanksgiving by those who believe and who know the truth. For everything God created is good, and nothing is to be rejected if it is received with thanksgiving, because it is consecrated by the word of God and prayer. So yeah, I just really like this whole thing. It tells, it gives a good warning about staying away from hypocritical liars and not to be one yourself. To not be deceived by evil spirits, right? We're supposed to be piercing those spirits, piercing that darkness with the sword of the spirit, right? Mm-hmm. That's, that's why that's we're. That's the reason we're called spirit katana. Correct. So we should be, and that's why we have the belt of truth, right, to help everything mm-hmm. hold together and 
uh, breastplate of righteousness, yes. helmet of salvation. All right, um, breastplate of righteousness, helmet of salvation, and um, and then we're uh, definitely listen to our conscience. And if we've seared it, you know, try to listen harder. Then so that try you... to unsear it. Yeah, basically, God can mend anything. But it's also letting us know that God created everything. Everything He created is good. It's not bad. Everything He created. We make all kinds of a mess of it, right? But everything he created is good. Mm-hmm. So we should be receiving with thanksgiving. We should be thanks, giving thanks in all things, right? Talked yep. about that before, too, recently. All right. So, yeah, that's why I like that whole big thing. Anyway, we can move on to another highlight if somebody wants to share one. I highlighted verse 7. Be quick to abstain from senseless tr- traditions and legends, but instead be engaged in the training of truth that brings righteousness. I mean, like, I understand, like, it's better to be trained in the truth and stuff and be training in it, but, um, what does it mean by senseless exactly? Why does that mean, like, don't read fairy tale books or whatever? Uh, I don't quite understand, because, I mean, that's, in a way, senseless. I don't think that's necessarily what I'm saying. I think, because mine says just have nothing to do with godless myths and old wives' tales. Um, rather train yourself to be godly. So, like, you should not be getting... You shouldn't be leaving old wives' tales, which are like, oh, this works, this secret remedy, or like, this thing happened. Urban legends is another thing that people... Yep, that makes things sense. Things that aren't real, but people sometimes think they are. Mm-hmm. That's that's more what it's about. Don't get involved in that. Train yourself to be godly and know the truth. That makes some interesting. Sounds good. Uh, that's my last highlights. Oh, really? Okay, well, verse 12. Don't let anyone look down on you because you are young. But set an example for the believers in speech, in conduct, in love, in faith, and in purity. So just because you're young doesn't mean that people should just look down on you. Yes, if you're young, you still probably need some training and stuff like that. But if you have a word from God, you should be giving it. If you can lead by example, you should be doing it. Okay? Okay. And to add on to that, leading by example, because even at a young age, you have been gifted with things from God. To be, you have talents, you have certain dispositions right uh-huh. verse 14 do not neglect your gift which was given you through prophecy when the body of elders laid their hands on you now he's specifically talking about timothy and his gift and the circumstances of the elders laying hands on him right but we should none of us neglect our gift god has given us gifts we have talents we're really good at certain things we should be using them to glorify god to help others to grow in our walk with god and not for selfish ambition, not for wicked pursuits and lustful desires. Right? Right. Right. Those 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 were my last two highlights for the chapter. <laughs> I already read my highlight. Yep, I know. Alright. So let's move on to chapter five. Well, let's see. So verse one, I like. Do not rebuke an older man harshly, but exhort him as if he were your father. It's interesting because plenty of people don't treat their fathers very well either. But this helps to teach you not only teach old men like you would your father, but it suggests a certain way you should be treating your father then, right? Right. And you should treat younger men as brothers, and not how you necessarily treat your brothers, but how you should, how you're supposed to be treating your brothers is how you should treat those younger than you, right? Right. So, I thought this was, I think it's good. Yeah. So, just so you know, Jade Fire, treat me better. (laughs) I have to say something that I just thought of that is hilarious. You're our father, and you're the old man. <laughs> yep, that's true. I know. Yep. An older man, and it and like it says, 
Oh, another thing I should point out, I think that's really important, is it says, do not rebuke an older man harshly. It doesn't say do not rebuke an older man. So exhort him as if he were your father. So like, do it in a gentle way and a way that doesn't sound like you know better because older men probably won't listen to you then. They'll be like, whatever, you're just some young kid and disrespect him just because you're younger, right? Look down on you. Which you shouldn't be doing. Well, but they will tend to, right? They have to look down on you. like Not necessarily. Physically. I know plenty of people that are younger than me that are taller than me. Um, but anyway, um, but you still need to rebuke them if they need to be rebuked, right? Right. But you need to do it in the proper way. Like if they're handing you candy. Unless if it's Halloween. Um, okay. I meant more if I'm like, um, let's say that I went and punched your younger brother unconscious. I mean, this is extremes, right? But you should... You should be able to talk, tell me that I shouldn't be doing that. Granted, if that's the situation, I'm probably violent and you probably want to call the cops instead. But, like, if I'm doing something wrong, right? Like, if I, for let's say I'm throwing rocks at a window, which would be really weird. But let's say I'm throwing rocks at a window. You should rebuke me because that's a stupid thing to do, especially if it's not my window, right? Mm-hmm. Right. That's probably a better example. Even still, probably not likely to happen, but... You're like, yeah, why are you throwing rocks at the window? Right, and see, that would be a way to do it without being harsh, right? You're not like, stop doing that. Because if you just tell me to stop doing something, probably not going to listen. Also, right? you, you would usually probably have a reason. <laughs> well, that's true. If I was throwing rocks at the window, there's probably a good reason I'm doing it. But you know what I mean. Like, let's say I don't. <laughs> yeah, I'd ask you why, and you're like, yeah, I would know how to respond. Right, right, right. I'd have to think for a moment and be like, but, like, asking questions is actually a fantastic way to help try to correct somebody older than you. Because then maybe get them to say it for themselves. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Just not, not with an attitude, though. Don't ask questions with an attitude. Be like, are you really supposed to be doing that? <laughs> that won't work. I'll just go, why are you throwing rocks at the window? And if it's like, because I don't like this person. Why do you not like this person? Like, try to get you to realize you should. Or just be like, oh, is that how we're supposed to treat our enemies? <laughs> <laughs> I highlighted I like it. Some people would be like, oh, "You're not from school." Yeah. So, mm-hmm. sure. If you have a highlight, verse twenty-three. If drinking the water causes you to have a stomach ailments, drink some wine instead. How is wine better than water? Also, you should probably not use wine as a replacement for water. Well, for like actual drinking on a regular basis, no, you should not use <laughs> water. What? Wine has, like, helped settle certain things, at least certain types of wine back then. There's all kinds of different kinds of wine. So, like, oh, help, like, yeah, certain ailments or whatever it would probably be good to have some of that in your system. So. Oh, okay, that makes sense. I'm like, um, Bible's usually correct, so why is it telling you to drink wine instead of water? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so that that's why that's there. Uh, I have verse 8. Anyone who does not provide for their relatives, and especially for their own household, which I'm responsible for, (laughs) Mm. um, has denied the faith and is worse than an unbeliever. Like I said, remember when we talked about the whole responsibility, head of the household? It's sometimes easier to be the one that's just submitting to the person who's got all that responsibility and needs to provide for everybody. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So, it's just a good thing to remember that if I fail in what I'm supposed to be doing for people around here... Any other highlights? No. No. All right. Let's move on to chapter six then. The final chapter. Do you have a highlight? Start off this chapter. You should mm. have been starting it off. 
Uh, I don't think this is something I highlighted. I think I just bookmarked it. That's why it's got a highlight on it. But I'm very curious. This is probably not really important, but I'm very curious to what verse one says in yours, Ruby. Verse one? Yep. Okay. Six one. It says, instruct every employee to respect and honor their employers. For this attitude presents to them a clear testimony of God's truth and renown and renowned tell them to never provide them with a reason to discredit God's name, especially because of, no, not especially, God's name because of their actions. What do you think Art says? I don't know. All who are under the yoke of slavery should consider their masters worthy of full respect so that God's name and our teaching may not be slandered. Those who have believing masters should not... This has been slandered. (laughs) Uh, believing masters should not show them disrespect just because they are fellow believers. Instead, they should serve them even better because their masters are dear to them as fellow believers and are devoted to the welfare of their slaves. I just thought it was interesting because I knew yours wouldn't say those words. <laughs> anyway, uh, I have uh, verse 11 highlighted. Um, but you, man of God, flee from all this and pursue righteousness, godliness, faith, love, endurance, and gentleness. So before that, it's listing like the love of... Ooh, I should actually highlight this because this is a common saying. So a lot of people say that the root of evil is money. Oh, what? <laughs> money is the root of all evil is what people will say, I guess. The root of a decent amount of evil. They will, yeah, specifically, they will say money is the root of all evil. And it is a misquote from the Bible. The Bible says, for the love of money is a root of all kinds of evil. So it's not even all evil, just all kinds of evil. It's a root of all kinds of evil. And it's I the agree to that love much of much more <laughs> But basically, yeah, he's talking about the temptation and trap of people seeking money and all that stuff. And he's like, but you, man of God, so Timothy, right? Flee from all of that crap. Just to, no, pursue righteousness, godliness, faith, love, endurance, and gentleness. Which, you know, these all sound familiar as, you know, fruits and stuff. <laughs> Are you sure? Yeah. They don't really sound that familiar. I highlighted verse 17. Okay. To all the rich of this world, I command you not to be wrapped in thoughts of pride over your prosperity or rely on your wealth for your riches are unreliable and nothing compared to the living God. Trust Instead, in the one who lavishes upon us all good things, fulfilling our every need. Um, in the beginning-ish of this verse, how it's like, uh, don't rely on your wealth for your riches? It confuses me, like... Uh, yeah, mine doesn't say it that way. Command those who are rich in this present world not to be arrogant, which yours basically says, um, nor to put their hope in wealth. So don't put their hope in, like, getting things taken care of with their money. Like, their money isn't going to carry them through. Yeah, their their wealth, they can't, like, you can put your hope in wealth, but where is our hope? God. Correct. Not in wealth. Because wealth only takes you so far. Mm-hmm. And it says, nor put their hope in wealth, which is so uncertain. Because you never know. Your money could disappear. But to put their hope in God, who, richly, prov- treasures in who richly provides us with everything for our enjoyment. 
that um reminds me of like a little mini bible book i read um so this guy was like uh um excited that uh his rich father was about to die and sign and he was about to sign the will um but he died before he could and but the guy was trying not to show it to his father so he'd get more i'm thinking um and then he's like he didn't sign how will i get will i still get some of it and he and then he's like yes after like a few weeks and like a month later he gets a a ton of money and then he like buys a bunch of stuff to lock down his house and get a vault to protect his money and it was set up with passwords only he knew or that's what the electrician said that was installing it all and then the next day all his money was gone and then uh, he saw on the news that do not hire this guy because he steals your money and it was the guy who he hired to work like money disappears yeah kind of like that yeah yeah you never know you can't rely on it yep um instead so yeah but it says command those who are rich to do you know not be arrogant not to put their hope in it right and command and then after that the next verse says command them to do good to be rich in good deeds and to be generous and willing to share right and then this way they will store up they lay up treasure for themselves and a firm foundation for the coming age so lay up treasure in heaven basically yep that makes sense um all right any other highlights I do not have any more. Jade Fire? No, I do not. Oh, wait, I mean, I do have one. Okay. I, I, it's sort of like, so my Bible has like side notes on the, like notes yep. on the side. Yep, I know. Uh, no, they're not footnotes. Footnotes are on the bottom of the book. Um, And it's uh, it's on verse one. Did Paul favor slavery? Uh and then it tells me to look at First Peter two eighteen through twenty one. So I'm going to be be a minute while I try to find that. Well, it's not all the way in the Old Testament. I can tell you that much. Point to the table of contents. Uh, eighteen through twenty one. Slaves, submit yourselves to your masters with all respect, not only to those who are good and considerate, but also to those who are harsh. For it is commendable if a man bears up under the pain of unjust suffering, because he is con, con- that word c o n s c i o u s conscious conscious of God. But how is it to your credit if your you receive a beating for doing wrong and endure it? But after you suffer for doing good and you endure it, this is commendable before God. To this you were called because Christ suffered for you, leaving you an example that you should follow in his steps. Um, I, I think my, my personal thoughts are that, like, Paul was like, he, I don't think he, like, like, was like, yes, slavery, go, say, slavery go go or like he was just like if you are a slave you need to do this that's what my thoughts are he's just telling people what they should do if they find themselves in the position of slavery all right i know we've gone through this one before because it's in first corinthians uh seven i think uh 721 
Were you a slave when you were called? Don't let it trouble you. Although if you can gain your freedom, do so. For the one who was a slave when called to faith in the Lord is the Lord's freed person. Similarly, the one who was free when called is Christ's slave. You were bought at a price. Do not become slaves of human beings. Brothers and sisters, each person, each person as responsible to God should remain in the situation they were in when God called them. So yeah, he doesn't call for slavery by any means. He even says if you can gain your freedom, not by running away, but just by I'm getting... Right, but just getting your freedom through normal means, because slavery was very different back then. Do so, because we're not supposed to be slaving for other people, because we're supposed to be dedicating our work to Christ. But if you are in a slavery position, do so with a respectable way to glorify God, to not so that they know that God is good and everything, right? Because mm-hmm. what did Joseph do? I was actually just about to bring that up, because in my Bible study um, that I have... I am working my way through Genesis, and we are wrapping up the story about Joseph. And when he was a slave to... Um, he worked really hard. Yeah, and and they recognized that God was good, right? And yeah. And so did Pharaoh and all that stuff. It was like, hey, your God is up, you know, doing something. This is nice. I actually, it's actually something that every, like, mom and my Bible study partner knows. Yeah. Alright, so uh, last highlight I have is the end. Uh, Timothy, guard what has been entrusted to your care. Turn away from godless chatter and the opposing ideas of what is falsely called knowledge, which some have professed and in so doing have departed from the faith. Grace be with you all. So yeah, there's just ignore the godless chatter and stuff and opposing ideas of what is falsely called knowledge. There's so so much even today that's called knowledge. Like, I would say evolution but some people even the christians will believe that but just or like there's all the debate over whether the earth is flat or round these days which seemed to have been a settled matter and now it's no longer settled (laughs) (laughs) probably not um but my point is is that like there's a lot of knowledge out there that isn't real um we just need to do away with that and focus on what god says um all right so applications who wants to go first uh, you can go first this time. I had an application, but I don't remember where it was or what it was. I don't know any application that I should have. For failing other applications. Alright, mine is um, comes from 414. Do not neglect your gift, which was given you through... Pro- well, mine wasn't given through prophecy necessarily, but just do not neglect your gift. The gifts of the Spirit, right? God has given us gifts. He's given us talents. I have certain things I'm capable of doing, and I have often neglected them or used them inappropriately, and I should use them to glorify God and and embrace them. <laughs> um, so that's that's mine. So what's your application? Just like, not just with older men, but like everybody, address them with more care. and hmm. Don't do it if you don't need to, and there's somebody who's better equipped for that. Sure, 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 sure. I think that's my application for the week. I still can't find an application for myself. Do either of you have suggestions for me? Oh. Uh, clearly says that in later times some will abandon the faith and follow deceiving spirits and things taught by demons. Such teachings come through hypocritical liars whose consciences have been seared. So guard yourself from um, deceitful teaching I think is an important one for you. Okay. And lies from evil forces. Okie dokie. 
Uh, flee from all of this and pursue righteousness, godliness, faith, love, endurance, and gentleness. Guard what has been entrusted to your care. Turn away from godless chatter and the opposing ideas of what is falsely called knowledge, which some have professed and in so doing have departed from the faith. Because you like to seek out all kinds of information because you just are interested in things, but sometimes those things can be false and lie to you. Okay? Okay. And I know you do believe lies sometimes, so I just want you to. And now, this week, I think it is Jadefire's turn to close us out. Um, dear Lord, thank you for this time I can spend with uh, the old man and Ruby. Um, help us have a wonderful rest of the week and uh, help the rest of the day go well. Amen. Amen. Amen.